in the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And right out the gate, we are taking your calls from around the country. 800-848-9222. In for Greg Kelly, I'm Dominic Carter. Greg has a well-deserved week off. And we are so excited to hear from you folks from around the country. And, of course, here's wishing that you had a great Merry Christmas and made the uh, best of the day. A lot to get to. A lot to get to. But talk about the commute that was a nightmare. Oh, boy. So I, I, I commentate all the time on the New York City transportation system. And boy, did I make a mistake this morning. Rather than drive in the day after Christmas where there's no traffic, no, that's not what I do. I decide to take mass transportation rather than drive. And here was the logic. I can relax. I can take it easy for for an hour. The commute should have been an hour. Should have been an hour. It ended up taking two hours and 15 minutes, more than double of what the normal commute would take. I live in a suburb of New York City in Rockland County. So I was on the 8.45 a.m. express. That's what my thought was. That 8.45 a.m. express was 40 minutes late. The express, 40 minutes late. And if you miss your first train, then obviously the second train is going to be a problem as well. And so during the week, during the week, and we see your phone calls coming in, folks. We're going to get to them in just a second. During the week... If you miss your connecting train, it doesn't matter because other trains are coming minutes away. Not today. Not today. So the first train, 40 minutes late. The second train, I've got to wait in Secaucus for 20 minutes. And I didn't even get to New York City Transit as of yet. And so that that was an experience within itself. We're going to get to our topics in just a moment. Dominic Carter in for Greg Kelly. I go downstairs uh, to, I'm at Penn Station, and I should be able to take the E-Train, the E-Train, four or five stops, which basically goes across town, and then I arrive here at the broadcast station. I'm standing there at 34th Street here in New York City waiting for the E-train. And the only trains that keep coming happen to be the C-train. And so I thought that was odd. So after about 15 minutes of waiting even further, I see a small sign 
off in the distance that says the E-train is out of service for the next four to five days for the area where I was traveling. Now, remember, the entire goal of this was to have a nice commute, an hour commute, where I don't have to deal with the traffic and uh, and and just uh, be on cruise control and focus on the show for today, considering Greg is uh, taking the, uh, the week off. And so now I've got to take another train, and I, 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 you can't make this up. And I'm appreciating ways right at this point, the app, the direction app, and I'm appreciating ways because ways automatically, when you make a wrong turn, it reroutes you <laughs> to where you want to go. But now I'm in the subway system and there's no ways to help me. I'm waiting for the E-train. There's no E-train. I've got to figure out how to get to the broadcast station. So now I have to take two more trains. You cannot make this up. So I have to take the seven train to bring me across town. And then I have to take the six train, which is the local train. And then I arrive here two hours and 15 minutes later. I did learn something on the subway this morning. Number one, number one, uh, I did see two police officers, two uniformed officers, and they were helping people. Uh, people were asking for directions, and I say bravo every chance I get to the men and women of law enforcement for the outstanding job that they do, and it was cold in the subway, and those officers were there uh, doing their, their jobs. But in total amazement, I learned about a new phenomenon. In total amazement. And we're going to start with your telephone calls in just a second, I promise. So I'm, I'm watching, and, and I look, and this is a new phenomenon. Literally, on these staircases, they go up and down, and you shouldn't block them because, you know, you can only get one or two lanes basically going up or going down. And people were so immersed it was so important in what they were texting on their smartphones that people stop literally on the staircase of the subway and stand there and text. It is so inconsiderate. It is so rude. And I've never seen anything like that before in my life. So that was the morning and it's only going to get better because now I'm here with you folks, and we are about to start with your telephone calls, 800-848-9222. So among the topics that we're going to get to, I am so glad that the January 6th commission is done with its work. It was a waste of time. All it did was divide America it was a total waste of resources, energy, and it was highly partisan. The recommendations that they're making as it relates to former President Donald Trump is nothing but politics. Was January 6th his finest hour? No, it wasn't. But he didn't do anything criminal. Mr. Trump did not do anything criminal. And the January 6th committee, I thought it would never end. 
a nonstop cycle. It just went on and on and on and on. Remember they started with the prime time, nighttime hearing. Remember that one? We were promised so much. Another topic we're going to deal with, slow down, folks. We need to slow down on these electric cars. The Biden administration says full speed ahead, but it's not passing the smell test. We need to slow this process down. We're going to tell you about a Virginia talk show host that tried to start his Tesla And guess what happened? He tried to start it in terms of recharging it. You already know, folks, what happened in terms of if I'm going to be talking about it. Things didn't happen exactly the way that they are supposed to. Also in the next hour, five teens arrested in that fatal Mall of America shooting in which these young men, stopped for fast food after the murder. After the murder, these rocket scientists went to White Castle in uh, Minnesota. And we're going to talk to uh, Jackie Rowe Adams, who was the founder of Harlem Mothers Save. Uh, She's a wonderful person that is trying and actually succeeding in connecting with young people in urban communities, in urban communities, to do good things, to put down the guns. And she's going to tell her personal story uh, in just a second, meaning during the, uh, the, uh, the program here today. So millions of Americans are still trying to Ride out this frigid storm. Baby, it is cold outside. It has killed dozens across nine states. People have been trapped, uh, and, and some still are. We hope that they're going to turn out okay. Trapped in their homes with uh, snow drifts and knocking out power to several hundred thousand homes and businesses. And so... In Seattle, Washington, in Seattle, Washington, a city I lived in uh, when I was in high school, uh, there is so much ice, so much ice in Seattle, Washington. If you look online, people actually put on their ice skates and were out ice skating in the street. And in the Queens Anne community in Seattle, If you look on social media, the clip you're about to hear is from Twitter in which cars literally, you see it, are rolling down a hill almost like um, any comparison that you want to make. Cars are not supposed to roll down hills. And so you see the vehicles rolling down the hill, smashing into each other, And this is how one witness described that situation. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (gasps) Holy shit. Holy shit. 
that's the situation in Seattle and uh, up in Buffalo. It is it is horrible. Uh, one man was found frozen to death on his 56th uh, birthday. Uh, it, it, it's horrible. He was found uh, lying face down in the snow up in uh, Buffalo, New York, and police there are asking for search and uh, recovery help. Uh, at least 25 people have been killed uh, up in the uh, Buffalo uh, area. And so the storm, this storm has knocked out power in communities from Maine to Seattle. Heat and light are steadily being restored across the U.S. And so uh, I'm going to start with your telephone calls right after we take a break. And I want to hear from some of you, uh, if you've been caught up in this, um, in this weather mess and how you've been able to cope with this. And then we're going to, uh, focus on the January 6th commission. It could not have ended a day sooner as far as I'm concerned. It never should have happened to begin with. There was no benefit to the American people. That's the bottom line. When we come back, your telephone calls at 800-848-9222. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And Dominic Carter here with you in for Greg Kelly. Greg has the week off. I am an optimist by nature. Optimist by nature. The glass, uh, since I was in college, folks, I always describe it as half full. Never, never half empty. And so former President Trump released his uh, Christmas message. And he said something that... I don't mean this to sound simplistic, but while on the subway today, it just seems that his message was quite timely. And uh, Mr. Trump, and we're about to start with your telephone calls, said, and I am quoting on his uh, own social media platform, that the U.S. is, quote, the USA is dying from Within the USA, according to Mr. Trump, is dying from within. He goes on to say, this is important to point out, just two years ago, we were energy independent, very important, had almost zero inflation. Hey, have you tried to um, uh, get any uh, cold medicine for the children lately? Uh, have you have you experienced that nightmare? There was no. He goes on to say there was no war with Russia, and Ukraine would, and he capitalizes, never have happened. The strength that Mr. Trump showed. Whether you like him or not on a world stage, certainly the Russia aspect is accurate. He goes on to say, ISIS was defeated. 
our military was rebuilt and respected before the disaster of Afghanistan. Remember that one? 13 soldiers, I believe, dead. He says our border was strong. The economy was great. Can anybody deny that as far as the economy and the stock market and where we stand now? And so on Friday, Trump had responded uh, by video to the release of the 845-page final report, uh, which was a complete waste of time. Uh, this entire report and January 6th committee of the House Select Committee. And and it, I, I have no skin in the game. I'm just telling you folks the, the reality of the situation. Uh, investigating the January 6th Capitol riots. He attacked uh, the credibility of the committee and the accuracy of its conclusions, which we all know from day one of the commission was highly critical of Mr. Trump. Let's start with the telephone calls. Anthony in Suffolk County, New York. Good day to you, Anthony. What's on your mind? Hey, I I agree with everything what uh, Trump did say uh, uh, about what's going on in this country. And he's right. They're destroying it from within. It's the deep state. It's not deep anymore. It's within our face. But back to January 6th. Uh, Again, that whole committee was uh, a disgrace. It was partisan. It was just a witch hunt. Uh, Now that we have the House, we should go after the Hunter Biden laptop and bring it right to the current president's illegitimate president's seat, right right to his face. Well, uh, whether we like it or not, Mr. Biden uh, is the president, um, and, and that train left the station. We are going to be dealing with a lot. I'm going to get to a lot of your telephone calls. I promise that is coming right ahead. Dominic Carter here today in for Greg Kelly. We will be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Dominic Carter in for Greg Kelly. Greg has the week off. We are going to go to the telephones. I want to hear from you folks. There are lots of topics for me to get to, but we're going to take a couple of calls uh, first. And uh, coming up uh, in our next half hour, we will talk about the uh, shooting. They have become so commonplace that these shootings are an afterthought. The shooting at the mall over the weekend in uh, Minnesota, five young people involved, five charged, one dead. When does it stop? When does it stop? And, folks, I have no problem stating it at all. The black-on-black crime. When does it stop? Let's go right back to the uh, telephones, uh, 800-848-9222. Let's first go to Patricia in Brooklyn, New York. Good day, Patricia. What's on your mind? I just want to say thank you. I listened to you early this morning, and you're back again. I don't know how you do it. You're Superman. (laughs) You truly are. You are such a wonderful human being. 
I'm so like enamored of you and your common sense thing, which is, this is what we need. Patricia, it, 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 at the end of the day, um, and this is how I really feel from my heart. We, we have to be honest as Americans. When Democrats are wrong, we've got to call it out. When Republicans are wrong, we've got to call it out for the good of the country, for the good of the country. And I know that there are a lot of people that do not like former President Donald Trump on the Democratic side. And when he does something wrong, I will be the first one to call it out. But this January 6th uh, committee, it was just a waste of taxpayer resources. Can you tell me, Patricia, one thing different that we learned after this committee concluded its work? Well, I learned what I learned. I was more nauseated than it was like six months ago. Okay. Because it's all garbage. <laughs> it's just like we went there and we've done, we've done that. It's it's just ridiculous. It's it's redundant. I'm tired of it. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, and Patricia, you are a sweetheart. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the call and have a great day. At the end of the day, if this is going to be a referendum on Trump, let the American people decide at the ballot box, at the ballot box. Let the American people decide. We're going to talk about this uh, next hour as well. Biden flirting now more than ever with the I, with the idea of running again. Are you kidding me, Mr. Biden? With the rate of inflation, the way things are going in the country, I I don't know about you folks, but I, I, I'm I'm personally getting killed in the market. I won't tell you which stocks I'm involved with, but. And, and, and this is the reality. And this is why I say all politics are local. Oh, oh, I, I don't, I don't like the way Trump tweets. He's mean. He's nasty. Okay. But, but I did very well in the market at that time. Now I'm down almost 50%. 50%. So. What's in my best interest? And for all of you, what's in your best interest? Let's go to David in the Bronx. David, what's hey, on your mind? Good afternoon, Dominic. Good afternoon um, to you. This is, this is about the uh, the commission, the January uh, 7th, 6th commission. Um, David, you, 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 we, wait, 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 David, you broke out. I couldn't hear a word that you said. Your phone broke okay, out. Okay. I disagree that it was a waste of time and money. And you asked someone, what did they learn that they didn't know before? Let me tell you what I learned that I didn't know before. Go okay? for it. Go for it. According to Cassidy Hutchinson, whose testimony has never been debunked, Donald Trump was well aware that many of the people in that crowd were carrying weapons, not guns necessarily, but weapons. And he didn't want them to go through the uh, metal detectors because he knew they were going to go down to the Capitol. And he said peacefully and patriotically, but he also said a lot of other stuff too, Dominic. And that man sat in the Oval Office or his private study for three hours while the rioting was going on at the Capitol and did nothing but phone call people like Rudolph Giuliani. He didn't call the National Guard. He didn't call the military. He didn't call anybody except for people who were in league with him. 
That's what we found out. Although a lot of your callers don't want to hear it, that's what happened. Okay, so now, so now, uh, David, uh, you you're referring to Miss Hutchinson, I believe, her testimony. Yes. Okay, so if I recall correctly, a lot of her testimony was secondhand accounts where someone told her something, but she never witnessed it directly herself. For example, the highly sensational, uh, if I remember correctly, because I tried my best to tune it out, but the highly sensational uh, allegation that, that Mr. Trump grabbed the hand of a Secret Service agent, that's a secondhand account story that she told. And so that's what you're, that's what you're, you're putting, you're saying that she has tremendous credibility when she's recounting secondhand stories. Dominic, first of all, that story about the Secret Service was told in the presence of the agent that was in the vehicle with Trump and by the head of Trump's security detail who never even though they said they were going to refute her testimony, they never testified under oath that she didn't tell the truth. And that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about her statement that Trump, before his speech, didn't want the Secret Service to put people through the, the metal detectors because he knew they were carrying weapons. And he also knew they were going to go down to the Capitol, Dominic. That's what I'm referring to. OK, let's be honest. Donald Trump did a lot of things wrong on January 6th, and I think the report helped illustrate a lot of that. And I agree with you. Let the American people decide, because if he's going to run with that message that you mentioned about America being destroyed from within and all these other horrible things, that is not a winning message. What happened to Morning in America with Ronald Reagan, who was a very positive Republican? Donald Trump has a very negative message, and it's not going to fly in 2024. Mark my words. Okay, well, David, we thank you uh, for the call and um, and best of wishes uh, to you. I I have learned um, a- again as someone that was early on, and you can you can pull the tape to prove that I said it that uh, Trump was going to win. And I am telling you again, uh, he, what he's dealing with right now is really unfair. It's a death of a thousand cuts. The media is coming at him with everything. The lawsuits. Uh, the January 6th commission, one, you have to ask yourself why. Why are they so determined, the establishment, to get rid of him, to get rid of him? And I am telling you, do not write him off. Is Ron DeSantis of Florida, the governor, coming on strong? Yes, yes. But will DeSantis decide ultimately to challenge? That's the key part. Anybody can talk. Anybody can talk. But is DeSantis going to challenge Trump for the nomination? And I don't think that DeSantis can stomach that. And knowing Trump, we already know he's in it to win it. Let's go to Gene in Brooklyn, New York. Gene, what's on your mind? Thank you for joining us. Dominic Carter, let me tell you something. Everything you're saying is right. But you're missing one part. This city will never change. People are voting for Huckle and, and, and Smith, what's the Adams. It's going to stay the way it is. That's it. It's over. New York is finished. Hmm. Hmm. 
Well, you, you know what, Gene? A lot of cities, a lot of cities across America, and I'm a straight shooter, a lot of cities across America, tragically, are run just like New York and um, similar uh, situations. For For example, for example, in... And I'm trying to make sure I get my uh, my facts right here, Gene. In um, and we're going to be talking about this in a little bit. Uh, in New Orleans, for example, in New Orleans, right, which is uh, it's considered a made, a murder capital uh, city, and there, a woman that just lost her son is blaming Democratic politicians. And we, we, at the end of the day, we have to stop making excuses for what's going on in urban America. Gene, thank you for the call and happy new year uh, to you. Let's go to Judith in Brooklyn, New York. Judith, what's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Listen, are we going to sit this out and just enjoy the show? And then I hear David. Okay. So let me just say this, Dominic. David, to me, seems like the perfect example of someone who is basically repeating possible misinformation. When I say possible, because right now there's so much, you know, with the FBI, with the Twitter, and then he, like, for instance, he says, why didn't he call out the National Guards? Well, excuse me, David, two days ago before that, he did. He did call out the National Guard, and it was Pelosi who's responsible for security and whatever. She ignored it. Why? Because I think she wanted this whole chaos and setup. But, you know, Dominic, I want to share something with you. <clears throat> I heard something, and it's, it goes like this. If you went up on a roof and you opened up a feather pillow, okay, and you opened it up, those feathers will fly all over the place, right? Those feathers, they all, they all represent lies. And then when you want to take back these lies, it's like, can you take back every feather and put them back in that pillow? I don't think so. The damage is done. Okay, so we are inundated with lies upon lies. Okay, and it's just we're we're surrounded by insanity. We're surrounded by lies, and it gets to the point where who do you believe and who do you trust? Okay. By the way, I trust President Trump. I'm sorry, Dominic. I just do. And (laughs) you you are correct. Uh, Oftentimes, it does come down to that. Who do you trust? Because there's so much information coming in, and we know 90% of it is not accurate oftentimes. You are correct. Let's go to let's go to uh, Tony in the great state of New Jersey. Tony, what's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Happy holidays and, and happy New Year to you. and your family. Thank you. So this guy, David. He's out of his mind, and and you know, far worse damage was done to America by politicians that were pushing crazy people out into the streets to burn down police stations, to riot, to loot, and we need to hold those politicians accountable. And in my opinion, Dominic, you know, we're going through this mess like New York City, for example, because the police were demoralized, they were collapsed, and and now the population is paying for it, all because of the Democratic-leaning politicians that gave the people 
the freedom to go and riot, loot, burn, rape, do whatever you want. It's okay. You, you, your backs are against the wall. You're totally justified. Do whatever you want. You know what, Tony? You, when a person is correct, you, you, you have to be honest. And, and you're, you're right. The message that came from many politicians was absolutely the wrong type of message that should have been sent to a group of people of which some are lawless. I don't want to say by nature, but, but some in that group and were looking for trouble. And it's part of the reason why our hero police officers, male and female, why they're in the fight of their lives each and every day with folks blowing marijuana in their face being so disrespectful because of the political climate that has been set in this country. Dominic Carter in for Greg Kelly. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have more of your telephone calls. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Dominic Carter in for Greg Kelly. It is an honor to be here with you. We hope that you had a wonderful Christmas holiday. And we are going right back to the telephone calls. Let's go to Gracie in Rockland County, New York. Gracie, what's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Number one, Merry Christmas. What a treat to have you an extra 10 hours this week. I hope, uh, I mean, uh, people who don't stay up that late will see how that you're really, really terrific. That's number one. Thank you, Gracie. Number two, uh, I'm a Trumpster. And everything was good during Trump. I didn't even, I don't even look at uh, anything, uh, you know, the stock market, even though we have, but whatever. All I know is the eggs, a lousy dozen eggs is four twenty I'm bringing it down to basics. Chopped meat is three twenty nine. Wait, 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 Gracie, wait, wait, wait. What? One more time. One more time. Right? I, I'm not. I'm not a uh, presidential candidate. You know, with the the got you questions about the groceries. But how much is a dozen of eggs? A dozen eggs in Shoprite. You know, I'm Rockland like you. Four twenty nine. A a dozen eggs. The milk is like three seventy five a gallon. Okay, chopped meat is three twenty nine for chopped meat. I, you know how I'm a shopper, but okay, that's so. These people are dumb and dumber. Now, David, I know poor David. See, he's a regular at night, and we regulars. And I hope Judith from Boston would call, but maybe she's not up yet to counterattack him. All I want to know: one, where does he live in the Bronx? Does he live in Riverdale or does he live like in a home? Because how the hell can a blind person go out in the Bronx and not get mugged? That's two. Number three, I have a picture from the People magazine right after January 6th, okay? And the people are on the portico. 
It looks like they're there for a parade. They're taking cameras. They have cameras. They're taking pictures of themselves. They're talking on the phone. If that's a riot, I don't know what a riot is, okay? And the only person that got shot was that poor woman. I don't remember her name, and she was shot by a policeman. Ashley Babbitt. God bless her soul. She got shot by a policeman. Now, if they ever, if that happened in New York City, that policeman would be in jail. We wouldn't be praising him. And I think everything I said is true. And you know, Dominic, I love you. I love you. I haven't called because then once I call at midnight, then I'm stimulated and I don't go back to sleep. This way I don't <laughs> call and then I could fall back to sleep. Oh, boy, now, Gracie. I love you. Get, get in safe tomorrow. Are you going to be there tonight or too much? Yes, 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 Gracie. Okay. Yes. God bless oh, you. tonight. Bye okay, bye, Gracie. Love. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go, Dominic Carter, in for Greg Kelly. Greg has the uh, week off. We are taking your telephone calls. Let's go to uh, Fred in Manhattan. Good, good day to you, Fred. Hello. How are you? I'm well. Go right ahead, please. Good. I was listening to Happy Talk David. Um, he 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 was talking about how wonderful uh, it was to hear Ronald Reagan talking about uh, morning in America. Well, it's a different era. It's a different situation. He wants happy talk. He could he could listen to propaganda on CBS or other stations that produce nothing but propaganda. And he might feel better about things then, but he doesn't want to face reality. I mean, the reality we all know, we hear it over and over again, the catastrophe at the border and the fact that we're being rocked from within is what's taking place with Biden's policies. It's as though the enemy is in the White House, destroying the country from the inside. More, there's been more damage done to this country in the last two years under this moron we have in charge than any direct attack by outside forces in history. I mean, this guy is bankrupting the country, billions upon billions upon billions of dollars for illegal alien care, while homeless Mm. vets, there shouldn't be any funds for that kind of thing hey fred i i I have to i have to step in i have to step in because i'm up against a a hard national break but you know please fred and all the rest of you great folks don't get me started on the migrants that that are being sent to new york chicago and all across america in terms of free 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 give me free things free 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 the american taxpayer is going to cover it free 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 don't get me worked up we have a great second hour coming up. Dominic Carter in for Greg Kelly. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.
On this day after Christmas, Dominic Carter in for Greg Kelly. We hope that you had a great holiday. And right now, I am going to uh, chat with someone who was on the front line. I like talking to real people that are about substance and making a difference. And the reason why I want her on, I'm going to introduce her in just a second. Over the weekend, five people were arrested after a deadly shooting at at a uh, at Minnesota's Mall of America. Five young people, 17 years old, a couple of the suspects, three 17-year-old juveniles, and two men 18 years old. And afterwards, what did they do? What did these guys do? They went to White Castles to get some food. And so I'm not about demonizing anyone. Bears repeating. I'm not about demonizing anyone. But we have to be honest about the crime, the gun violence in urban America. We have to be honest about it. With me right now live is Jackie Rowe Adams. She is the founder of Harlem Mothers Save, and I say thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Dominic. So let me tell you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let me tell you, you are my hero because you speak truth to power. I just want to say that. Well, thank you. But if anybody's the hero, I think it's you. I I do I do tell the truth, and oftentimes I I get in trouble for it. So, for Me example, too. for example, Miss <laughs> uh, Roe Adams on the topic of black on black crime, um, and and again, let me be very clear. I am from the city of New York. I am a product of the city of New York. I am from the same communities of these young people of the city of New York, of the housing projects. But we have to be honest about what's going on. I know you don't know the particulars about what happened in Minnesota, but explain to me what is going on and why some, emphasis, some, again, emphasis, some, Young people are behaving the way that they do. Well, first, let me say, as a mother who lost two kids to gun violence many years ago, and it seemed just like yesterday, you would think that something would change. It has gotten worse. I can't bring my two kids back. And this is why I do the work I do, to try to keep another mother, another family from feeling the pain and hurt that I feel. And one of the things, uh, uh, Dominique, is the legislation is broken. Our legislators are not doing what they're supposed to do. They're playing the blame game. They're putting it on the mayor. They're putting it on the police. They're putting it on everybody. But then the community has to step up. Search your kids' room. Search their backpacks when they're going out. Because a lot of these murders are done by young people. Black on black crime. People do not like when I say that. 
except for the mothers and fathers that I have in my group, they say, absolutely. They're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, what are you going to do about it? Dominic, you are doing something about it. We are, you're putting the message out there. We have to keep the message out there to get these guns off the street. The illegal guns that's coming from I-95, they're not doing enough to stop the flow of these guns. They're not. Then you want to, let's get back and talk about bail reform. We cannot talk about it enough. And that's why you are one of my heroes. You keep it going. Your callers keep it going. I love what you do, the WABC. Keep it going, and I'm going to keep it going because that's until they fix this problem. And this is why it's not only locally city, Bronx, Brooklyn. It's a citywide, statewide problem. So, you know, it trickles down in these urban communities. Everybody could get an illegal gun, and this is what's happening. Everybody could get an illegal gun. These kids have access to it. And we're going to have to work together. Everybody has to work together. We have to work with our police because look at our Commissioner Sue. She is doing a great job, but she can't do it alone. Look at our mayor. He is big on crime, but he needs help. He needs help. He needs help. So it's going to take all of us. It's really going to take all of us to hold the legislators' feet to the ground. Now, I want to talk about the two main legislators in Albany. That's where people say, oh, Jackie, you'll get in trouble. What kind of trouble am I going to get in? I'm in trouble already. I done lost my two kids. And I have a support group of 50 mothers and fathers, more than 50. I'm always calling every day, Dominique. So what kind of trouble am I going to get in to talk about Andrew Cousins Stewart and Carl Hastings? They need to be ashamed of themselves. All they have to do is sign the bill. The bail reform is still broken. It's not fixed. When people could come out, kill you, shoot you, rape you, rob you, go back to jail and come right back out. Something is mighty wrong. So I just want to say that. We are chatting with Jackie Rowe Adams, the founder and quite passionate leader of Harlem Mothers Saved. You mentioned the Senate Majority Leader, Andrea Stewart-Cousins of New York State, and Carl Hasty, the Assembly Speaker. And um, you and I both know they, they happen to be of color. How yes. could they leave the bail system the way it is when it's their people that, are, frankly, are dying like dogs in the street. Absolutely. And they should be ashamed of themselves. And you know how they could do that? Because people keep voting them back in. See, we have to learn to go to those polls and stop saying, because I like this one. I'm like, I like them too, but I like our kids' lives better. Okay. We have to go to the polls and vote them out because they're not caring. Look what happened. Everybody just got a raise. They called a special session. The special session should have been about the bail reform. That's what it should have been about. And plus, get a raise. Then you deserve a raise. But when you leave that bail reform out, now let me tell you what happened. When, 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 gov when the governor was running 
And I, I, I like the governor, but me liking her and doing the right thing is two different things. She said that she was going to fix this problem. Now, she told us because I stood with her. And she said she was going to fix this problem of bail reform of these murderers uh, uh, coming out and doing this and repeating it all over again. Go in and come right back out so easily. She said she was going to work with the mayor. She said she was going to work with the organization. So it's time to do that. And come February, we, everybody from across the state, need to go to Albany and lobby them and, and, and let them know it's a caucus in February. But we have to have a major rally march to Albany and hold their feet to the ground because our kids are dying. Like you said, like animals. We, they are laying in the street, 11-year-olds, smoking weed, smoking weed, 11-year-olds in front of schools, 13-year-olds shooting each other, right outside schools, enough is enough. And we always say enough is enough, but what are we going to do about it? We need a team. We need a team. And we need a team to really take this serious. And we need people to go to that vote and poll and vote Hasty and Andrew Cousin Stewart out and teach them a lesson. Your own black kids, whether it was black or white, I don't, you know, but it's sad it's more of us. It's more of us. Sign the bill. Sign the bill. And I am really, really disappointed. And I'm, I'm not, you know, New Year's coming in. What are we going to do, Dominique? What are we going to do? Hmm. Well, uh, all I can tell you, Ms. Roe Adams, is that uh, sometimes when I tell the truth, there are some people that literally have the nerve to call up here uh, from Harlem and say, how dare you say those things? Uh, you, you hate yourself. And it's a reflection of the fact that you hate yourself. And the way I see it is I love myself tremendously and my community. And I'm trying to say, let's stop the dysfunction. Yes. And yes. I, I, I just, I just, I just, I, I don't understand. And that's why, uh, that's why sometimes when I get a little frustrated, that's when I, I reach out to you because you're able to put it all in perspective and and recharge my my battery. Why why do you do what you do? Because I lost two kids, and I see families hurting every day. And if we could save one life, if we could take one gun off the street, then our living will not be in vain. I do what I do because I can't bring my kids back, and nobody is going to tell the truth like you and I and, 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 and some others because they can't stand the heat because it's all about money. They put money above our kids' lives. This is why I do what I do. Is the legislation going to give me money? I don't know, and I don't care. Do we need money? Yes, we do. And this is why we're trying to reach a, 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 um, a, a profit or nonprofit organizations. We try to reach other people. So we can get funding because I don't re- want to rely on the leftists because they upset with me when I talk, but that's all right. I'd rather have a life thing than to have the money. Do we need the money? Let me say it again. Yes, we do. So that's why I do what I do. 
I do what I do to help the police. The police can't do this work alone. We are losing, Lord, we are losing our police. A lot of them are leaving because these kids are out of control. The people and these guns are out of control. But they're retiring, and, you know, they're scared. But they need the community. Then you have police that's ready to roll, but we got to roll with them, Dominique. We have to roll with the mayor. We have to stand. I told him I'm ready. He know I'm ready. But we got to get the right people, federal government. We really have to work with the feds on I-95. Everybody needs to do their work together. People got to join up. We got to stop talking and be about it. We can't uh, just talk about it. We have to be more about it. Hopefully January coming in. Hopefully this year we'll be more about it. I'm ready in February to go. Anybody that's ready to get some buses, let's go and stand up for what's right. Let's fix this bail reform and let's get these flow of guns from coming into our state, our city. And the young people that just lost their lives, I pray for them. Their families are hurting. Their families are hurting. So this is not just my problem. This is everybody's problem. Uh, on that note, on that note, I, I want you to uh, hold on for one second, please. Jackie Rowe Adams, the founder of Harlem Mothers Save. We are going to take a break. Dominic Carter in for Greg Kelly. We will continue the conversation in a moment. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Dominic Carter in for Greg Kelly. We hope that you had a uh, great Christmas. Greg is off this week. A well-deserved um week off for Greg Kelly. We are discussing right now with Jackie Rowe Adams, the founder of Harlem Mothers Save. Uh, she knows a thing or two about gun violence, having lost two sons, not one, two, to gun violence. And I'm thinking about, because I was disgusted this weekend, when I heard about the shooting at the mall, the Mall of America in Minnesota, uh, five young people have been arrested. Then there's the situa- situation uh, in New Orleans in which a TikTok star uh, by the name of Brandon uh, Montrell, and pick a city, any city, pick a state, any state, and we can go through these heartbreaking incidents. He was shot and killed by a stray bullet. Uh, Friday while Christmas shopping with his grandmother, with his grandmother. And so now the mother, uh, Jackie Rowe Adams, uh, like you, the mother of this uh, man is blaming uh, Democratic leaders uh, across America for what's going on. So she sounds just like you do. Well, she's absolutely right, and I would love for her to call me, and let's all join up. And this is what it's going to take. Just like I said, across the state, the city, it's going to take all of us to join forces and be able to let our voices be heard and be the voice for the voiceless. Because if we don't, they're going to take, the legislators going to take us for granted. And I'm not going to say just the Democrats. I'm talking about Republicans, Democrats, any crap. Any organizations, we're going to have to take these lives serious. 
We take them serious, Dominique. But people got to take these lives serious. And I want families, survivors across the state to start calling in and let's join in forces and, and, and let people see how serious this is when we're hurting. You know, this has a lot to do with mental illness. This has a lot to do with your health. A lot of our families are hurting and getting sick behind it. A lot of our families have became homeless because they didn't know what to do after they lose their loved ones. And we deal with this every day, our organizations. We have not only mothers, but we have fathers that's taking care of their kids that have lost their kids and they still have others. But this is a health crisis, too. It, 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 Jackie, let let me just say this uh, because I only have um, I only have about forty five seconds before a hard national break. But the the mayor of New Orleans, La, Latoya Cantrell, is facing a recall effort, and the fact of the matter is, she should be recalled. We'll see how that how that plays out. I only have a a few seconds left here, about forty seconds. I, I wanted you to tell your story, but I just don't have the time right now. What everyone asks these questions when you're on. How can they reach you? A lot of people want to make donations to your organization. How can folks contact you? Please go to www.harlemmothersave.org. That's our website. Please go on our website. Call 212-234-0112. And my uh, receptionist will answer and give you all the information you need. But please, okay. go and and thank you, uh, Jackie Rowe Adams, Dominic Carter, in for Greg Kelly. More of your telephone calls when we come back. Thank you. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And Dominic Carter in for Greg Kelly. Greg has the week off. I wish that I had more time with uh, Jackie Rowe Adams uh, because what I wanted to do, we see your telephone calls, and I wanted uh, some of you, for example, Harold in Queens, New York, John in Brooklyn, New York, to interact with her directly. But we're going to get to those two calls in just a moment. We're going to go right back to the uh, telephone calls. We see all the calls that are coming in. We're going to try and get to as many of them as possible with the time we have remaining. We have discussed the weather in which there have been uh, uh, dozens of people killed across nine states. Uh, Buffalo, New York is a complete mess. Uh, President Trump, former President Trump, his Christmas message, the USA is dying from Within, the USA is dying from within. And the last couple of years, if we're going to be blunt and honest about this, so people that dislike Mr. Trump will go, ah, his personality, look what he would say, look what he would tweet. But did he deliver? That's the bottom line. Did he deliver? Did he deliver? And if we're going to be honest and open about this, the answer is yes. Unequivocally, yes. We're going to get to Harold and John in just a moment. But let's go to uh, Jeff in in, uh, Forest Hills, New York. Jeff, what's on your mind? Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I just think the table has turned and it's rigged. The game is rigged. 
You look how they went after this man since day one. All right, his wonderful, elegant wife. All the all the magazines snubbed them. Who cares about those magazines? All right, and you know they 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 say, oh, Donald Trump plays golf. I want my president playing at least two rounds a week. Okay, it's rejuvenating mind, body, and soul. It's very good for you. It's very good for your mind. It's very good for your body when you're under stress. Well, hey, Jeff, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you on the first lady. Uh, she was disrespected. And the way that the FBI, you're right about the magazine covers. You're right about that. Uh, and, 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 and as far as I'm concerned, it was extremely disrespectful for the FBI in raiding of the home to apparently go through the former first lady of the United States personal, uh, belongings. But on the golf, uh, Jeff, if we're being honest about this, Mr. Trump opened that can of worms because he would aggressively criticize Obama for playing golf. So that's how that came about. I don't know how Obama got on in cargo pants because that's my job. I'm a lot, I, I would have had to tell Obama to go to go to the locker room or you got to go to pro shop and get a pair of slacks. Yeah, because cargo pants aren't a lot on, 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 I don't know where he played. But I'm being honest. Maybe, hey, he's the president. They let him slide. Right. The, the rules. That's, that's, the rules don't apply. Was, yeah. Don't apply to the to the president of the United States. And that's why it was even more offensive, Jeff. And I thank you for the call. That's why I was livid when when Twitter kicked off the president of the United States of America. Who are you? I don't care who owns the company, where it is. I don't care. We're talking about the president of the United States. You would have never have done that to Obama, ever, in a million years, ever, 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 ever. But you do it to Trump. You don't like him. You don't like what he says. Sometimes, sometimes uh, he did cross the line, but he was still the president of the United States of America, Connie in the great state of New Jersey, what's on your mind? Well, my what's on my mind is the same thing. When I voted for Trump, Obama had just got done with his two two uh, terms, and everybody was sick of him, and they wanted a non-politician. And that's why we all voted for Trump, so we can give him a chance. I have a couple of people that say they hate Trump. I said, why? They they couldn't They couldn't even answer me. Because everybody, uh, the Dems were saying, oh, I hate his hair, I hate his skin, I hate this. Not anything to do with what he was doing. And he did his whole four terms with his hands behind his back uh, because they were on him so much. Uh, I I yell at the screen and I yell at the radio and stuff <laughs> like that because I am so disgusted if uh he is a non-politician he said to the people you are going to win so much you're going to get tired of winning he says i he loves this country regardless of what he's saying he loves this country and he did in spite of his hand behind his as tied behind his back he got through a lot of things and uh trump uh I swear to God, I uh, I have a friend that was uh, married at one of the um, uh, golf clubs at, uh, where his place, and he came over and he talked to them, 
and uh, welcome them and everything. And he even said, if I get off of, uh, you know, I have some place to be, I'll come back. And, you know, he did come back. He is for the people. Well, Connie, I, I appreciate uh, your call. And uh, the one area where you are correct, right? So even the folks that do not like Mr. Trump, right? Here's my rebuttal to that. Go look at the border. How do you like, you know, oh, oh, he's separating families and children. Oh, oh, women and children and babies. And But was it effective? I know it's not the nicest thing to say, but was it effective? Yes, it was effective. Look at what we're dealing with now. In New York City, you have the mayor of New York City saying, folks, 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 I've I've got to make budget cuts. I've got to cut NYPD. Why, Mr. Mayor? Well, because I took the money and I spent it on the migrants. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? That's the world that we live in. In New York City, you have migrants staying in hotels in Midtown. Very expensive hotels. And who do you think is paying for all this? Dominic Carter in for Greg Kelly. Let's go to Harold in Queens, New York. Harold, what's on your mind? Mr. Carter, I haven't spoken with you in a while. Last time I spoke to you, you were on with Curtis. Always enjoy your show. Well, thank you. Always enjoy his show. You're welcome. You're welcome. You opened the show and... You mentioned right away what uh, Mr. Trump had accomplished, and you were absolutely right, man. You hit it dead on. He insulted a lot of people. He's loud. He's brash, but he accomplished. You're absolutely right. Wanted to talk to you about two callers you had. The lady up in Rockland where you live, where eggs are $4.29. Sister, you're right. It's out of control. It's nuts. The other lady. The lady in Harlem, ma'am, I know you're listening and you hear my voice. My heart goes out to you. I support your movement. I support what you do, and I agree with you. Quick story. Last week, I'm downtown. I'm working. I'm on Ludlow Street. I get out of the car. I'm going to one of my suppliers. There are four young kids, 17, 18, screaming and yelling 100 feet away from me, getting loud. They're throwing that word around that begins with the letter N, oh. loud, loud, out oh. in the street, okay? Hey, hey wait, Harold, right I want you to tell a story, but you know why you're hitting home with me? Uh, Ludlow Street is the same street where my tailor is located, so I'm down in that area quite a bit. Narrow Street, I know exactly what you're talking about. Please continue. Okay. All right, so they're down there, and they're yelling, and their pants are real down, pants are real low. And, um, you know, I'm watching this, and I came out of the streets of South Jamaica, Queens. People across the street are watching this, and I'm saying to myself right away, somebody's going to pull it out of their pocket. This is going to happen. Somebody's going to pull it. It's escalating, and sure enough, out comes that silver handgun. And as soon as I see that, I went right into the to the wholesaler, and I locked the door, and I got yelled out, Harold, why are you locking the door? And I'm saying, guys, there's someone out here with a gun. Okay. We all stayed inside. Five minutes later, no shots were fired. Five minutes later, I peek out. The four kids are gone. The cops are on the block. My point is the damn 
guns are everywhere. How did we get to this spot? Because it's all tolerated. Because it's all accepted. You're right. And I could keep going. You're you right. see it everywhere You're in right. the city it's tolerated. all day long. You're right. All day long, it's accepted. It's, it's, it's tolerated. tolerated. It's tolerated, Harold. You're right. These kids, whether you realize it or not, the message, not all kids of color, some, the message that has gone through to them is that you're the victim. You're the permanent victim. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Even if you're arrested, you won't be in jail long. We got your back. The community loves you. Oh, you want to go to college? Well, you're a nerd. You don't fit in. You act white. That's that's what happens. That's what happens. Harold, I, I, I thank you. For, how did it get here? I, it got here. It got here with pandering politicians. It got here with Black Lives Matter, which should have been ignored. And it's important that I say this. It's important that I say this, Harold. There are good people throughout America that joined these protests because they believed that they were doing the right thing. They believed that they were protesting something that is fully legitimate. That's what they believe. And, and that's the American way. But what was really going down was a three card Monty system of show me the money. Let's, let's play. To the appeal, if we're going to be completely honest, let's play to the appeal of white people, get them to feel bad, donate money, and we're going to buy ourselves mansions. And to date, to date, no one has been locked up for this. No one. No one. How do you? So you asked, Harold, how did we get to this point? One, education is not valued in some in some quarters. Two dysfunctional families. Um, I can speak about that, having my dad never been involved in my life. And then three, uh, you know, you, you don't have to. It's not your fault. It, it, it's, it's society's fault. It's not your fault that you don't go to school and do well. It's not your fault. Thank you, Harold, for the call, that you don't do your homework, that you don't excel. It's racism's fault. That's why you don't do what you want to smoke weed all day. Hey, you should be able to smoke, right? It's legal. You, you want to smoke on the corner and avoid school. It's, it's fine. It's, it's not your fault. That's, that's how we got to this point. Pamela in central New Jersey. What's on your mind? Uh, the people who hate Trump need a reality check. They must be living off an inheritance. We need a savior, and that savior is Trump. We, Pamela, we need something, and we and we need it fast. That is an objective comment. Listen, if if I thought Pamela that Biden was the man for the job and he was doing a wonderful job, I would tell you right now. I would say, sorry, Trump, you lost the election and the, the new guy is better than you. But it's like it's like we're going backwards. And all anyone cares about is that it's not Donald Trump, that it's not Donald Trump. No matter no matter what we, the American people, are losing, as long as it's not Trump, then all is good. Thank you, Pamela, for the uh, call. John in Brooklyn, in Brooklyn, New York, what's on your mind? 
John, it sounds like you're in Siberia somewhere. Are you there? Uh, I'm here, the fan of the car. It's Sean, not John. Okay, it says here. Okay, but I, I have. I, go, go right ahead. Sean, it says uh, John. I'm sorry. Uh, Sean, John, same thing. Okay, I need you to go right ahead, please. Can you turn off that fan? It's very hard to I, hear you. Uh, I turned it off. Okay, go ahead. Quickly, please. Liberals. Liberals don't like reality. Okay, You're I'm right. From You're right. I'm from My father was shot by a black guy. I told you this a couple of years ago. My father was shot. So I know all about crime, okay? And then it's so funny. I used to hear your liberal callers call up, oh, did that guy, uh, Sean, needs psychological help? Because <laughs> liberals don't like emotion. See, I get emotional, you know, obviously, when I see crime happening everywhere. If that doesn't make you emotional, you know, liberals don't like that. They live in their little fantasy. Oh, see, emotion, silence, just like me, when I get emotional, I, 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 it's on the outside. Liberals would call you and say, oh, I, I need help. No, no. I could be ang- angry is an emotion. You're allowed to be angry, and I'm angry at what's going on in our country. I was born and raised in Brooklyn, okay? okay and uh, this race game, it's about race, and you're the only one who says it. You're the only one. If I call up Rita or Greg, they hang up on me. They don't want to hear the truth. I grew up, I'm 57 years old. I grew up in Brooklyn, so I know all about race, okay? And to, the liberals have hijacked. Not only the criminal justice system, they've hijacked every institution in America, and they don't want to talk about the truth. Hey, hey, John, I I have to step in because I've got to take a break. I hear you, friend. I really do, and I'm sorry about what happened uh, in your family. As it relates to Frank Morano and Rita Cosby, they are excellent, 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 good people. And I'm going to be frank with you. I have a bit more of a luxury or a cushion than they do. If 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 they generally say anything about race, you're a racist, you're a white racist, you're you can't run that game on me. I'm from the hood and I happen to be African-American. I'm one of the kids that made it out. So when you try to run that game on me, what one of the civil rights leaders, they know that I know what time it is. Dominic Carter in for Greg Kelly, more of your telephone calls when we come back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Dominic Carter in for Greg. Greg has the week off. Let's go to the uh, telephones. The great state of Rhode Island, Carlotta. What's on your mind? Dominic, I want to tell the American people something. Whether you love Trump, whether you hate Trump, You must vote for him. You must see that he gets the vote because it's not about Trump. It's about telling those in power, we will not be gaslighted. We will not allow you to tell us that evil is good and good is evil. Men are women and women are men. The FBI is sacrosanct and the Justice Department is above reproach. We will not be gaslighted. We don't believe a word you say. And whatever you put out, we're going to react against. That is the only hope the American people have of reclaiming their country. Well, it, it is interesting what you just said. I was in your state on uh, on Saturday uh, with my family uh, visiting my daughter uh, who lives in uh, Warwick. 
And, um, you, you, you hit me there when you said what's good. Basically, you said what's, what's good is bad and what's bad is good. That's the way I feel a lot these days. Thank you for the call about what goes on in society that it has been totally, uh, tossed upside down. Steve in New Jersey. What's on your mind, Steve? Steve, are you there? Hello? Yes, go right ahead, Steve. We're short on time. Go ahead, please. Oh, yeah. Dominic, I don't know what, what it is that you have with weed. What, what do you got against smoking weed? It's legal. It's fine. It's all right. We smoke it. We go on with life. And, and it's it. Okay. How long have you been smoking, if you don't mind me asking, Steve? How long have you been smoking? Seven years. Seven years. Okay. Have you ever heard the term deadheads? No. Okay. Uh, I know several people that smoked some that smoked weed one time and didn't know what it was laced with. And hours later were in an emergency room, uh, hospital, uh, tied to, to a bed. I know people that had promising futures that lost it all. And the reason why I'm so against marijuana, Steve, is because it's a gateway drug. I don't care what you or anybody else says. My grandmother raised me on this tradition because my grandfather was a heroin addict who kicked his addiction, but it started with marijuana, then it went to cocaine, and then you're looking for the stronger high, the better high. You're chasing that high, and then it ends with uh, cocaine and all the rest. So that's why I'm so against it, Steve. How come you can't, you don't see what I'm trying to say? Steve, are you there? I, oh, come on. You're just being, you're, you're just being, you're overreacting. I'm, I'm overreacting. Okay. Well, ever, hey, what happened when you tried it? <laughs> I think, uh, that, that's a great, that's a great question. I, I tried it, uh, once in college and didn't like it. And, and Steve, I, I'm not cutting you off, friend. It's just that we're, the show is coming to a close. I didn't like it in college. I don't like it. I don't even drink. I don't like anything where I'm not in full control of my faculties, what I'm doing. I don't like feeling fogged. I am full speed ahead at all times. And you will never see me drink socially or anything like that. So I think I tried marijuana once, but I've seen so many times what can happen, and it is not pretty, folks. Dominic Carter in for Greg Kelly. I will be back again tomorrow. Have a great day.